What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter. Uh, today is going to be the special Sunday episode for the week of January 4th, where we break down the fantasy week, who you should pick up, who you should trade for, who you should be trading, and just what the week is going to look like, some positive matchups that we like for certain guys, and we're just going to get into it. Noah, how are we feeling? Pretty good. You know, my Indianapolis Colts made the playoffs today, thanks to they the Bills did, decimating did. the Dolphins. Uh, how was your weekend fantasy basketball this week? Fantasy week? Split. Categories this week? My team's kind of going off. I'm 7-2 and two right now in the nine categories. Chance I could pick up rebounds? I don't really think so. I'm down 30 right now with six guys in play. He's only got like one half left. He's got Devin Booker in the second half. So I don't see him adding to that a ton. Do I see myself getting another 30 though? Eh, I'm not sure, but blocks and steals are right there too. I'm I'm up one block and four steals. So I'm hoping that I can pull ahead. I uh, I was bad last week. I was three and six. So going keeping a seven, two would be really nice for me. How about yourself? Uh, points league, I'm going to move to 2-0. and oh. You know, I won that pretty easily. I think I have the best team mm-hmm. in the points league, honestly. And I, money. Who's uh, on your my, team? Give us uh, give us your, your top four guys. So my points league team, my first my first player drafted was um, Steph Curry with the five pick. Which, you know, That's in funny. hindsight, it could turn out not to be that good of a pick. But um, I'm, I'm happy with it. He'll pop off enough times to make me happy. Uh, exactly. My second round pick was Kyrie. I'm very happy Boom. with that pick. My third Kyrie round pick was might be. my third round pick was Jamal Murray, which you know hasn't really worked out yet. But I still have faith that he'll um, be really mm-hmm. good during the midseason. And then my fourth round pick was Zach Levine, which you know I'm fine Let's with. Let's go, uh, Mr. Twenty Nine Points, Mr. Twenty Nine Points in the first half right now. Man's going off. Man is categories. Going off. Um, last week I think I went five and four. And this week I'm mm-hmm. gonna go five and four again, and which I which I'm honestly okay with because that just means you take like, that. I have clear like things I need to improve on my team, which is like better mm-hmm. than just getting destroyed in every category. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, it, it sounds like you could use a little bit of help. So why don't we start <laughs> by going through the schedule this week? Um, I'm just going to read off all the teams that only have three games this week. So you just got to be wary of these guys, especially if you're not going to be super active with the day-to-day waiver wire. Um, If you're somebody who just checks it once, twice a week, um, you definitely be cognizant of these teams, which are the Atlanta Hawks, the Mavs, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Trailblazers, and the Wizards. Um, If... If you're one of those people that, that doesn't check it all the time, avoid picking up those players unless you have a really good reason to be doing so. Um, you know, you want to maximize what you can, and right now you can maximize games played, which is an extra game out of every other team. Uh, no, I know that you actually have a little bit more in-depth schedule analysis of some matchups you like, so why don't you give us those? Yeah, so um, out of the teams that play four games this week, I have a couple that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. The Hawks are playing the Knicks, Charlotte twice this week, and then Philly. Um, the Clippers Hi. are playing the Kings, the Warriors twice, and then Chicago. And the Bucks like that. play the Pistons twice, 
Utah and Cleveland. The Bucks are nasty. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't believe that the Pistons' defense is, is cracked up to be anything uh, superb. So I like the Bucks' offense. They've been popping off. I mean, that supporting cast has just looked ridiculous. I mean, in my personal opinion, if you can get any any piece of somebody who's getting minutes on the Bucks right now, absolutely do it because that whole team's eating. Giannis really like his. His points per game this year is actually a little bit down from what I recall seeing because everybody on that team is is just eating. I mean, it's actually insane. Obviously, broke the record for threes last week. I watched them play the Bulls, and just every person on that team can shoot except Giannis. Yeah, Yeah, Giannis with 23.5 points per game so far. So, uh, like I said, if you can get a piece of that Bucks roster, please do. It is going to pay dividends. And then um, going through how many teams play each day. So Monday, uh, 18 teams play. Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. only 10 teams play those days. So those are the days you're probably going to be looking to make moves on when you're not yeah. having a full lineup that night and you might need whatever you're looking for. So t- watch out for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the days you're going to be wanting to look at the waiver wire. And then um, teams that have back-to-back this week, those are back Back-to-backs are something to watch out for because if you have superstars who are involved in load management, they might not play on one of those uh, back-to-back games. So the Clippers mm-hmm. play on Tuesday and Wednesday. So you could see a potential Kawhi rest on one of those days. Um, Brooklyn Definitely. plays on Thursday and Friday, as do the Lakers. So you could see a potential Kyrie and KD sit out one of those games, LeBron and AD sit out one of those games. And then Washington play on Friday and Saturday. And so Russ will probably miss one of those games. That's always just something to keep an eye out for. Definitely, definitely. Um, just real quick, what do you what do you think about the fantasy value of guys that are taking days like that off? Like, do you see somebody like Kawhi being inherently less valuable than I don't know? We'll we'll, we'll go for kind of a stretch, but maybe a guy like Christian Wood at this point, who you know is going to be out there every night going to play 82 games, going to play 35 minutes a night. Like, where do you draw the line of you're missing games, you're hurting me, versus you're just a superstar, I need you on my roster? Um, You know, I think it depends with how the rest of your team looks. I had Kawhi last year, but mm-hmm. um, and I knew he was going to miss games. I had accepted that was part of me drafting him. But I had built my team around that with other guys who I know were going to play every game. So, you know, I take yeah. what with what Kawhi gives you in a whole season in terms of production, I'll take him not playing on a back-to-back. So it's just a little bit of, like, risk assessment you have to take with your team. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's brilliant. So, obviously, you know, at this point of the season, a little bit tough to adjust. But I think there's still ways to do it. Um, I think maybe opening up a slot on your roster that is specifically for waiver streaming um, is, is a great way to mitigate that because you know that you're going to maximize at least an extra spot where there's just going to be a body there every night picking up minutes. And if you listen to us, we can tell you who those bodies should be. So <laughs> hey. hey, keep listening. All right, let's get into the first segment, um, which is guys to add long term. 
So we think that these guys are going to have production value that lasts beyond just this specific week and probably deserve a roster spot for the entire season. Um, And that's based on long-term production. A lot of it, we look at minutes. Are these guys getting minutes where they're being productive? So um, let's just get into it. Noah, who do you have first on your list of long-term ads? So my first guy for our long-term ad is actually a guy added today in the categories league. Ooh. I was pretty excited about that. And that is Mr. DeAndre Hunter, who plays on the Atlanta good. Hawks. Um, he's only rostered in 26.5% of leagues right now, and he probably went undrafted in your league. And the reason he went undrafted is because there were like questions about the Hawks and how many minutes him and Reddish and Kevin Huerter would all split, you know, because the Hawks had all these free agent um acquisitions during the offseason but so far deandre hunter is averaging 12 points 2.3 threes made a game seven rebounds two and a half assists and he's averaging 31 minutes a game so it seems like those minutes the only person who's really seen a downtick in minutes is kevin Porter, who's only averaging mm-hmm. around like six to eight minutes a game and i think that bodes really well for deandre hunter i'm really happy i got to add him um, the increase to his threes made a game and his rebounds have pushed him to almost top 100 player status, which is amazing to get out of a guy that wasn't even drafted in your league, probably. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> um, I think he should be rostered in all leagues, honestly, uh, from what yeah. we've seen so far and how good the Hawks are playing. Yeah, definitely. Side note, the Atlanta Hawks are, are playing out of their minds. They definitely look like they are going to compete for a playoff spot without a doubt. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe we see them really make a push at some of these these more established Eastern Conference teams, but the Atlanta Hawks as a whole are playing very good basketball. Um, I'm going to move in to a guy we actually talked about last week, but I looked again, and, and for reference, Noah and I play ESPN, so the percent rosters are coming off ESPN. We don't look at Yahoo, but I'm going to assume they're, they're roughly the same. Is Darius Basley... 18% rostered. Um, I just, I think that's ridiculous. And this guy, you know, we'll, we'll get into some guys that are going to be good for points leagues, good for categories leagues, and kind of make a distinction because there is that distinction. But Darius Basley is phenomenal for both. Uh, let's just start off. Maybe you don't know who he is. He's the starting point or power forward for the Thunder. He's getting like 31 minutes in a game right now, and I don't see that going down. And I think the big reason for Basley being a long-term pickup guy is we don't really know what the Thunder's identity is, but whatever it is, Basley is going to be included in that. So I only see his role in this team increasing. And at this point, he's averaging 11.2 points per game, 8.6 blocks, one and a half assists, you know, just nice out of a big man, I guess, but one and a half blocks on top of that. Uh, I said eight, 8.6 boards, 8.6 boards. Sorry, sorry, misspoke there. Um, but he, he's going to get an upward progression in his offense. He's shooting like 25% from three. He's taken four a game. So if you're in a categories league, he's a big man that's going to get you some three-point makes. Like, he will help towards that. He's not somebody that isn't willing to go on beyond, go out beyond the arc and shoot. Um, for all those reasons, I, I think he needs to be on your team. I only see him getting better from here. Um, I know a lot of people are also high on Lou Dort, but I think of the two, Darius Basley is the guy you want on your team long-term. All right. Uh, so if I have a guy who is who's going to see an uptick for like a month to a month and a half, 
you consider that long term, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, so my next guy is Tyus Jones. He's the uh, backup point guard for the Grizzlies, but he is now the starter with the loss of John Morant for three to five weeks. Rest in peace, wow, John okay. Morant owners. Um, he, yeah, he's only rostered in six point six percent of leagues, and he's just like yeah. a really good low end bench guard to have on your team. Um, the Grizzlies mm-hmm. currently have like a pretty decent amount of injuries. John Morant's hurt and Grayson Allen is hurt, which um, leaves a pretty good amount of yeah. minutes for Tyus Jones to have. And the other night he got 12 assists and three steals. And it, so if you just need Jeez. some assists and some steals in categories, yeah. Tyus Jones is going to play the minutes. And honestly, if he's getting you anything outside of assists and steals, that's just a bonus. That's just bonus. Yeah. And so I just, what I'm going to say on top of that is I think it, it, when we're looking at categories league specifically, there's certain things that I think are, are just, you had to draft versus you can add. Like, I think you had to draft points. Like if you are looking at your team right now and you're not scoring a ton of points, that's going to be tough to mend. But things like steals, blocks, boards, maybe even assists, like those are things that you can fix by streaming, picking up one or two really solid guys that are going to add there because they're, they're just not being totaled as much. You know, there's not a lot of guys on your waiver wire right now that are averaging 20 points a game, but I'm going to guess that there's a couple guys that are averaging seven assists, nine boards, and those are strategies you can use to pick up the wins week to week. So Tyus Jones, phenomenal. I, I think that's a great choice. I didn't even consider him this week, so... Maybe I'll look into picking him up. That's what you get on bench chatter. And just uh, for the so the listener knows, Noah and I do have a rule um, for each other, just to keep each other honest. Uh, wh- whoever we say on the podcast, neither of us can pick up for thirty six hours. Not until Tuesday morning hits. You can pick them up then, but you, you, we we've got a whole day of buffer before. Either of us can pick him up. Just uh, you know, a little, a little bit of a gentleman's handshake. Keep it yeah, cordial. Kind of snaked me on Lou Dort last week. Uh, to be fair, Spencer Dinwiddie out for the season, so yeah. I didn't feel that bad. I didn't feel that <laughs> bad. Alrighty, um, I'll rattle off my next two guys kind of quick, um, because they're, they're both so similar to Tyus Jones. This guy definitely for like the next three to four weeks needs to be on your team. And he's actually 72% rostered, but I was looking at one of our leagues and he was still available. So there's a chance he's still floating around out there is Larry Nance Jr. I mean, with Kevin Love out, he has played like 37 minutes in the last two games and he just kind of does everything. Um, Nine points a game, 7.7 boards, five assists. And then what he does really well is steals. Um, He's been a career like steals guy. Like he averages like 1.8 steals on his career. But so far this season, he's doing 2.7. I mean, with Love out, he's going to be getting minutes. Pick him up if you can. Like definitely these next three weeks, he, he is going to help. Points or categories, does not matter. Larry Nance Jr. on your team. And this one is an interesting one, a little, little bit hotter, and I, and I want to get your opinion on this one, Noah. But Derek Rose came out today and had a really solid performance. Um, he kind of just does everything for you except for field goal percentage. He's definitely not going to do you any great solids there. But he gets boards, he gets assists, he can rack up steals, um, you know, he just, he, he serves as a really solid baseline. So like right now in the season, he's 15 points a game, three boards, five assists, like two steals or something. He'll get a block here and there, 
Um, Killian Hayes has been struggling a little bit, and Rose is coming off the bench, but I think as Hayes continues to struggle a little bit, Rose will be in at the end of games, because the Pistons have surprisingly been pretty competitive in most of their games this year, and I think that they're going to lean on Rose in those situations a little bit to pick up dubs, so... Pick up Derrick Rose just kind of as a baseline. Definitely a points league guy, categories league guy, doing a bit of everything. Yeah, my um, my feelings about Rose, when whenever someone has a conversation about the Pistons, it usually ends with when Rose and Blake Griffin get traded. And for them yeah. to get traded, they have to build value within themselves, which means the Pistons have to play these guys which means uptick in fantasy production, which is what I really like about um, the Rose pickup. Bada-bing, bada-boom. And rostered in 50% of leagues, so maybe he's out there. Um, I, I would guess he's actually being streamed pretty frequently, so um, at some point in the next week or two, I bet he's available. I don't know. Anybody else you got on your list? Yeah, I'll go through my other two really quickly. It's a pair of Spurs players, actually. One of them is Derek White. I was actually able to pick him up this week. Which I thought was Saw that. Um, I looked at the fantasy basketball Reddit. Shout out Reddit gang. The top post Reddit was gang. that Derek White was playing Friday night. Boom, went and picked him up immediately before it yeah. And um, Derek I actually, White. Uh, I had him at the beginning of the season and dropped him. So you're welcome. You can have him. I don't even want him. <laughs> but uh, Derek White, <laughs> if you're in a categories league, he's going to give you three pointers made, free throw percentage, assists, steals, and blocks which out of a guy you're picking up on the waiver wire is phenomenal. He just came back from injury, so that is why he might be available in your leagues. But right now, he's only rostered in 19.2% of leagues. So if you pick him up this week, you might be a little frustrated that he's not playing every every game. But, you know, Mm -hmm. he just got back. He's still trying to get his conditioning back. And he will definitely be a good add long term. Like, he wasn't on Team USA for no reason. That's how, like, consistent constant this guy is. In terms of basketball. Um, yeah, I, I just want to add something really quick. I think strategy-wise, if you're somebody who drafted a guy like Kemba Walker, and especially in like a points league, like if you're accepting that you might lose a couple matchups until Kemba gets back or, or another guy, I'm trying to think. Like I know Jaron Jackson is injured. If you're holding on to those kind of guys, pick up Derek White because I, I know he hasn't been getting full minutes and he might be day-to-day for the next week or two. But if you can accept that you're already kind of in a losing position, pick him up, just let it ride, because it will pay off when your whole roster comes back healthy. Wait, did you draft Kimball Walker? I did, I did. Wait, yeah, did you I draft Jaron Jackson, too? I, I, You know what? I actually, now that you said, I think I did. Interesting, so, wow. Hey, it's yeah. all going to pay off, dude. Yeah. don't worry. <laughs> that strategy hit really close to home. <laughs> trying to play it off like there's a lot of people out there. I might be the only one. It might just be me. And I'm like, oh, this strategy talk. It's big brain knowledge out here. <laughs> uh, okay, I, my, guy. my last guy is Keldon Johnson. Um, he's, uh-huh. So far through the season, he's averaging 15 points, 7.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and a steal and a block a game. Um, he's been averaging <laughs> around 32 minutes. And so far through the season, he's been a top 50 value fantasy player so far. Oh and he's God. only rostered in about 36.5% of ESPN League. And um, if you're worried that Derek White coming back might affect Keldon Johnson, I wouldn't be that worried because Lamarcus Aldridge is currently hurt. And I think Derek White will take more of Lonnie Walker's minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just on top of that, can Colton Johnson tonight, 22 points, 7 boards, 2 assists on 10 of 16 from the field with That's 2 steals tasty. on top. That is tasty. That's tasty. The you hear that? Pacers That's actually tasty. had a chance to draft him. I'm pretty sad we didn't. They really. Oh, big sad. Oh, so big sad. Big sad. Alrighty. Uh, those are those are the long term guys. All right, now into guys to stream for this week. Um, this is we're gonna give recommendations that I think are gonna be pretty specific to certain needs. So if we don't say a guy that you're thinking of, um, maybe the overall idea applies. If you know you're looking for boards, there's gonna be board guys, you know. Um, but I think that Noah and I have, have cooked up some guys that are really going to be helpful that you might not be thinking about, um, for this week specifically. Uh, Noah, you want to start us off? Yeah. So my first waiver skim guy is, um, OG Bobby Portis. You know, he's currently averaging 10 points, seven rebounds and a steal and a block a game on 52% shooting. Um, he's only rostered in about 18% of leagues, and he scored 10 or more points in five straight games. Um, the reason that I like Bobby Portis as a waiver skim guy is the Bucks have been blowing out their opponents. So blowing out means that the game is essentially down to garbage time for the Bucks bench players to play, and Bobby Portis is the big man who is playing during all of this garbage time while also playing meaningful minutes for the Bucks when they're in close games, which I think is like a very good recipe for success for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also had Bobby at like the top of my list. I mean, he's he's been playing really well, and you wrote a, basically like the exact same things I did. Um, but I, I guess what I can add on top of that is he's shooting a career high 83% from the free throw line so far. Um, obviously not a huge sample size, but those are things to look for um, and definitely what you like. And then he's also stepping up behind the line. He's taking two threes a game right now and actually shooting 42%. I expect that to dip, but the idea that he's getting out behind the line is awesome for a big guy. And I watched him play. He just looks good. He lo- He's always been tenacious. He's always been just like a, a hardworking boarder, you know, like, kind of like a, a board man gets paid kind of guy. And this year's no difference, and definitely expect the Bucks to blow teams out and him to get those garbage minutes. Um, alrighty, so you stole him from me. Uh, I'll, I'll move into my next guy. I, I think this As is I more of a category. First. I didn't read them first. I didn't read them until like ten minutes before. So, listeners at home, Noah, snake, absolute <laughs> snake for stealing my guy that I picked second. Um, Got to correct something you said earlier, though. So when I say Kevin Herter... Yeah, I meant he lost six minutes a game. I didn't mean he was averaging yeah, you six said he's minutes playing a six, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, I was, you said that, I was like, I don't... I'm, like, positive that's not true. Yeah, so he's playing 25 minutes a game, which is still a good amount. Um, but what, what Hoiter does really well is he's got a nose for the ball. He's got at least one steal in each of his last five games. And his stat line is, is just pretty solid. He's getting you 12 points a game, 3.3 boards, 2.8 assists. But where he really comes in handy is the three-pointers and field goal percentages. Um, he's making 2.2 threes a game on 46% shooting right now. 
Um, the Hawks bench is obviously loaded, but he's been playing such solid minutes that I don't expect anybody to be taking his time. I think he's kind of solidified that he needs to be in the roster. And he plays, he doesn't just come off the bench, he plays with like the starting five, which I think is really indicative of guys whose production is going to increase as opposed to decrease as time goes on. Can I hit you with some breaking news right now, Colin? Breaking news. Steph Curry has 28 points at halftime on tonight's game, you know? Just the rub that I drafted him. That's, well, can I hit you with some breaking news that I already said? Zach Levine had 29 points at halftime. So who's better? Zach Levine or Stephen Curry? Okay, actually, I got a crazy stat for you. Who, uh, so, okay, I'm not even going to make you guess. I'm just going to give it to you. But I I was watching the Bulls game earlier. Okay, it's it's gonna be kind of obvious, but uh, behind Michael Jordan, points per game wise, who is second in the entire history of the Chicago Bulls in terms of mm. points per game while played on the Bulls? Um, is it Ryan Archie Diakono? It is n- so close, so close. You're this close. Is Zach Levine though? I thought that was kind of insane. Just with Derrick Rose being on that team, you know the you know. Between Rose and Jordan, there are obviously a bunch of crap teams, but Zach Levine definitely does not pop out as the guy that is averaging the second most points per game in the Chicago Bulls history. Yeah, but he, he is. sure does so, know how to score. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he can do that quite well. Alrighty, who, who else do you have on your, your waiver skims for this week? Uh, so my next guy is Josh Hart. Uh, he plays on the Pelicans. He's playing around 26 minutes a game, and he's sneakily, this year, one of the best rebounding guards in the league. Um, currently, he's Sneaky. averaging 9 points, 2 three-pointers made a game, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 block a game, with only 2 turnovers. Wow. And he's only rostered in about 7% of leagues this year, and he's got a double-double in 3 out of 6 games this year. So, if you're, wow. in, a, if you're in a points or categories league, and you need... You need some, a little bit of points and rebounds, but you can't afford to drop a big man, so you're trying to get rebounds out of the guard position. I would definitely mm-hmm. take a look at Josh Hart. That's really interesting. I like that a lot. I'm going to consider him for Tuesday morning. I don't know. This next guy, I'm actually I'm really excited about, and I learned about him from our fantasy basketball. So shout out the Reddit, the Reddit people out there. Um, but it is the Time Lord, Robert Williams III. Um, for those of you that don't know him, he's in his third year in the league. He comes off the bench for the Celtics in the center position. And Homeboy gets blocks. I mean, I, like, I, I've watched some Celtics highlights just to, to kind of like learn about him and, and figure out who he is. But he is just an absolute monster in the middle of the floor. Um, so he's 23 right now. His season averages, like if you were to just like look at like points, rebounds, assists, you'd kind of go meh. He's averaging six points a game, six boards a game, under one assist per game, but he's averaging like one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. And Brad Stevens came out and said earlier this week that he expect he expects Williams' usage only to increase because he's. 
he's just been really productive in the minutes he's gotten. Uh, he had a game earlier this week where he had four blocks off the bench um, in not that many minutes. It was 23 minutes, four blocks off the bench. Um, I think that blocks are definitely the hardest category to, they, they were probably the hardest category to maybe draft for because it's just such an inconsistent thing. But Williams is such a consistent blocker and defender that I think picking him up for a game at a time, he's going to get you that block. He's going to get you two blocks, and that can that can win you an entire category. So Time Lord, Robert Williams the third, I love it. Yeah, and you can tell that the Celtics are also high on Robert Williams because they had opportunities this summer to get a center like Miles Turner, get a center like Steven Adams. And you see they didn't mm-hmm. make any moves to overpay to get a center. And I think that's because they yeah. believe in Tice and they believe in Robert Williams' ability to come off the bench and be that defensive presence. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think they're both proving that they can do it at this moment. So, uh, You got anyone else? I'll just, uh, I have one more guy I'll just say really quick. It's uh, right, JaVale McGee. It. Last game, he got, in 25 minutes, he got 14 rebounds, nine, 14 points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, and one block. Uh, with Kevin Love hurt for wow. three to five weeks, McGee has a big role increase on both the Cavs' inside defense and mm-hmm. their offense. He's only rostered in about 8% of leagues. And you could do a lot worse with a waiver skim center you're trying to pick up than JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot worse than JaVale McGee, all right? JaVel McGee is a two-time NBA champion. You could do a lot worse, listener, out there. He can okay. dunk two basketballs at once. Oh, my. What? Yeah. No, what did you just say? On two separate hoops, and he's in oh. the middle. <gasps> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than JaVel McGee. <sighs> All righty. I, I apologize. I got a little heated there. It's just, it's just like you could do a lot worse than JaVel McGee. You can do a lot worse. Um, all right. Um, but with that said, I think that's going to wrap up um, the guys to stream the waiver skims recommendations. So let's move into some buy low, sell high candidates that you can look for in trades. Um, I, for me personally, it, it's still pretty unclear um, what everybody looks like, you know, on week two. But I think we're starting to develop where guys look to be going. Um, so, no, at least for me, I think some of the guys I have on my list, I, I wanted to bring up more as an open discussion and see how we both feel about them as opposed to this is a guy that you need to buy right now because his value is super low or this is a guy you absolutely have to sell high because trades are, are just always pretty difficult and I think pulling off trades in fantasy is sometimes... Uh, you know, you always are trying to find the perfect trade, and I don't know if that exists unless someone's always getting a screwed in a trade. I'll tell yeah, you that. Exactly. And exactly. you don't want to be the guy that gets screwed, and then you see the rest of the season mm-hmm. play out, and then your buddies make fun of you, and they beat you up. Yeah. Kick your ass. Maybe give <laughs> you a kiss. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Alrighty, but but let's with, with all that said, that's gonna do it. Who do you have as some of your buy low targets? So my first buy low target is a guy that I think would be actually very achievable in a trade in whatever league you're in, and that is Seth mm-hmm. Curry, not Steph Curry, Seth Curry. Um, he's averaging Stephanie. 
So far, he's averaging 16 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, and one and a half turnovers. And he's making 2.8 three-pointers made a game on about seven attempts a game. No, on about five attempts a game, sorry. And he's shooting 51% from three-point field goal. Um, He's shooting 56% from field goal percentage. And if you're a little worried, like you think that might be a little skewed towards the higher side, he actually shot 49.5% last season. So he's going to hover around 50% field goal, which is always nice to have in category. And he's honestly a great fit in the Sixers offense. He gets big minutes at the two spot. And you won't ever really have an issue with him with turnovers because Ben Simmons is the main ball handler. And if Seth Curry's getting the ball, he's either shooting it or making the right pass. Yeah, I definitely agree. A potential trade, I think, for Seth Curry, you probably would be trading him for another, like, three-point machine or trying to trade another, like, three-point flamethrower guy for him. And honestly, I would Mm – if. I had Tyler Hero, and I wanted I would offer Tyler Hero straight up for Seth Curry, and I think the person who has Seth Curry would definitely have to give that trade a good like thought. But I think the yeah. person who would be getting Seth Curry would be winning that trade. Definitely, I like that analysis. I I like the trade equivalent there. Yeah, I think there's there's just kind of a, a perception around Tyler Hero that he might be a little bit better than he is just because of the persona that he had in the NBA finals and, you know, the song that, uh, what's his name? Jack Harlow. wrote the song about him, Noah. Jack Harlow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dope song. Fucking killer. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he just uh, overall gets valued a little bit higher than he is. Um, and, yeah, Seth, is, Seth is, a, is a walking bucket. I mean, he's just wet. He's perfect on that 76ers team. He's, he's exactly what wop. they needed. I, he's got that wop, that wet-ass point shot. Wet-ass point shot. Sethany Curry. Trade him. Trade for him. All righty. Uh, the first guy on my list is really, he's the only guy I'm going to, like, advocate for. Uh, he's a guy I actually posted on the subreddit about him. But it's the Sacramento Kings center, Rashawn Holmes. And a lot of people coming into this season, including myself, really didn't know anything about Rashawn Holmes. He missed most of last season with injury. He didn't play consistently the season before, but he has made his mark as the Kings center. Um, And I've watched a couple Kings games this year. I'm really drawn to the Kings. There's just something about them. Um... But he, he is phenomenal. He's awesome in the pick and roll. He's averaging 13 points per game, 9.3 boards, 1.2 assists, you know, whatever, 1.2 steals and a block. Uh, and earlier this week, he had back-to-back 20-point performances. He just looks good. His field goal percentages are solid. Um, before, I don't know what it is now, but before last game, he was shooting 69% from the field, which is just really nice. And he's actually shooting a decent clip from the line like over 80%, which for a big man is huge. Um, I, I don't know what his value is going to be if you try to ask for him in a trade. Um, I don't know. But, like, if I were you right now and I had somebody along the lines of, like, a a Blake Griffin? No, I, I don't think anybody I would, would be I would enough, trade though. Nurkic for Raquan Holmes. Yes, 
That yes. Okay, that's like the perfect name that I was looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah, I think a lot of people fell into this trap that Nurkic was was going to be um an elite center this year and I think that just like the way the Blazers have built their team, I don't think that's happening. Uh no, I'll let you take over cuz I, I think you got a good idea of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I really wish I drafted Rakan Holmes now. I took us on Whiteside in our um, categories league, thinking like mm-hmm. he might be the starter. But from what I've seen, Rakan Holmes has came out and just like dominated. He's clearly got that starting spot in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I have Nurkic on my team, and I would trade Nurkic for Rakan Holmes in a second. Like Nurkic just yeah. hasn't really looked the same from what he was pre-injury and i'm honestly pretty disappointed mm-hmm. with where i took him in the draft and yeah if you could if you could get someone to trade you raquan Holmes, i would definitely try yeah um i i've been thinking about deandre ayton for raquan Holmes, but don't do I, I don't think don't i'm do. gonna pull the trigger yet no i'm not gonna do that uh, the Suns are just frustrating as a whole right now because they're, they're figuring their, their stuff out right now. And Aiton has definitely gotten a bit lost in the mix, but. They're 5 and hold 1. Hold on though. to them. They're winning. They are 5 and 1. They are 5 and 1. They're, they're picking up dubs. Picking up dubs. All right. My, who else do you have on the. My next low? guy is actually uh, on the Phoenix Suns, and it's Devin Booker for a buy low target. Um, he's been mm-hmm. generally underperforming where he was drafted so far. He was probably drafted somewhere in the second or third round in your league. And he's only averaging 20 points, four rebounds, and about four assists. But he's averaging six turnovers a game right now. He's also shooting 69% from the free throw line, which is nice, but also Oof. not nice. And I mean, nice. <clears throat> coming into the season, some growing pains are expected. Um, he now has to share the ball with CP3, and they have to build. They're all building chemistry as a team, but um, I think he's bound to recover. I think he'll put up better numbers later into the season as we see this chemistry grow, and also become more efficient in his opportunities. And if you could find someone in your league who's not pleased with Booker's production right now because he's probably their number two or number three player, um, and you can afford to wait on him. I would definitely try and grab him. I just might do that. Would, would you trade for him? Would, um, I think this is a pretty good discussion topic, but Donovan Mitchell. like, Would you trade Donovan Mitchell for Devin Booker? Mitchell definitely has not been overperforming by any stretch of the imagination, but what would you say if you had Booker and I had Donovan? I would keep Booker. I would I would keep Booker. I wouldn't trade for Donovan Mitchell because in my eyes, I see Devin Booker as a better player than Donovan Mitchell right now. Mm-hmm. And you always want to be getting the better player in the trade, in my opinion. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't give up. I would never give up a guy like Bradley Beal for Booker. No. Like, that's too high. That's too high. So, like, where do you think the sweet spot is? Like, who's a guy that you're like, man, like, that's that, that's pretty fair. Um, so, someone I have right now. Mm-hmm. So, if you had Devin Booker and I have Jamal Murray, I would Ooh. definitely think about trading you Jamal Murray for Devin Booker. 
And Jamal, after some, some rocky games at the start, has started finding his groove. He had a, a pretty solid night from the floor tonight. I think he posted like 27 points. But see, I also have another. Yeah. I have Zach Levine on my team. And I think to someone who is desperate enough, who maybe hasn't started the season as well as they want, who just needs some points right now, they can't wait on Devin Booker to like build this chemistry with CP3. If you had Devin Booker and I offered you maybe Zach Levine and another player, would you think about that? Um, I have Zach Levine on my sell high list, um, especially as he's in the process of like posting like a 40 point game. Um, I would, I would try to get rid of Zach Levine because then maybe not in a points league because Zach Levine is going to get value in a points league, but in a categories league, Zach Levine doesn't do the other things like assists, boards, steals, as well as a play defense. Yeah. Just play defense as a guy like Booker does. So if if I could trade Zach Levine, I absolutely would. I absolutely would. That's not to say that I don't think Zach Levine is going to continue his scoring production and that there's not value in that, but I, I just think that between those two, Booker just does so much more. I and just I don't, don't like how something. you can like see Zach Levine drop 30 points, but he'll have two assists, one rebound. I just have yeah, a real problem with exactly. that, honestly. Like, he's scoring 30 points but he's not impacting the basketball game in winning ways. Yeah, it's it's weird because the Bulls are actually up seven right now, but it's because he's popping off. Like it's not like he's just yeah. having like uh, uh like a twenty eight point performance like that was really solid. Like he is just absolutely dominating. Um, but what I want to correct earlier, Jamal Murray actually posted thirty six tonight on thirteen of twenty from the floor. So, okay, very nice, very solid, very solid. Alrighty, um, let, let's move through these guys. These um, I, I got two more on my buy low list, and I, I just kind of want to move through them quickly because yeah. I don't know how low you're actually buying them, but I, I think that these are guys that you should start to target in trades. But Paul George and Rudy Gobert. Um, I think Paul George definitely coming out of the bubble, just it, it was riddled with the pandemic P persona. Um, and de- he definitely set him up for he set himself up for that, but he's a better player than that. And I think we see that every year in the regular season. I mean, two years ago, he was second in MVP voting. Like, there's a reason for that. Like, he is a good three-point shooter. He's a good defender. I mean, he racks up the steals. If you can get Paul George on your team, I would recommend it. Um, I think that even if you could trade Kawhi Leonard for Paul George, especially when we're talking about Kawhi sitting out games, PG doesn't really do that, and I know in the the game against the Mavs when uh, Kawhi sat out, they looked like booty butt cheeks. But I think Paul George is just going to be a little bit more consistent than a guy like Kawhi. Um, yeah, so that's my take on him. What do you think about that analysis, Noah? Um, I like that, but I if you have Paul George, I honestly would just hold on to him. I wouldn't, or I guess we're talking by low. We're talking by low. If I had Paul George. It would take a very good offer to get rid of him, honestly. Yeah, that's why, like, the, the buy low, he just fits, because it's guys I, I think you should be targeting in trades. I, yeah, but like I said, I don't know how low his value really is. And then the other one is, is Rudy Gobert, and that's purely based off of, I saw, like, across Reddit, there's, like, been some slander about Rudy Gobert, and I think it was, like, Shaq kind of... Oh, that was so funny. You know, yeah, that was actually really funny. Um 
for those of you that don't know, Shaq basically like on uh, the TNT show um, with with Chuck and Kenny and all those guys. Um, I forget what he what said. Bear he did. said, "Don't be afraid to follow your dreams, kids, because even you can average eleven points in the NBA and make two hundred <laughs> million dollars." Yeah, was that unprovoked? I guess so. Yeah, I, mean, I don't Shaq think Go- just loves. I don't think Gobert did anything. You know? Yeah. No, but but really funny. But yeah, I mean, it's he's kind averaging. Of no, it is kind of facts. Except, so here's what I was gonna say. Gobert's actually averaging 16 points a game this year. He's oh. racking up the blocks like yeah, yeah, exactly. He's racking up the blocks like usual. He's a board fiend. He's averaging like 13 or 14 boards. He gets you your your one two assists tonight. But um, I I think that he is just a monster in category leagues. In a category uh, he league, get... he's going to just win or, you blocks yeah. and rebounds by himself. Exactly. Probably. Exactly, yeah. Um, same with a guy like Andre Drummond. Like, those guys are just so undervalued because everybody looks at, like, points, and you're like, oh, this guy gets buckets. But, like, winning boards is just as important, and these guys are arguably more impactful per board than your top scorers are. So those Looking are just guys that I, I think track. I think Andre Drummond literally should have been a first-round draft pick. <laughs> I think so, In too. the categories. Because he gets, like, 17 boards a game. I mean, you draft nobody him else is doing and that. And you don't even have to worry it, about blocks or rebounds yeah. until, like, yeah, four I'm playing, rounds later. I'm playing fucking Eggleton right now. And, like, there was a night where I was like, okay, like he doesn't have that many guys going tonight. And, like, our rebounds is really close. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to, like, stack on rebounds. So, like, I picked somebody up to get boards. Um, I think I picked up, like, Tristan Thompson or something. And I was like, okay, like, I got four, like, big men in the front court. Like, I should win boards today. And Drummond put up 17. And his other guys put up, like, three, four. And he ended up beating me on boards that day, even though that was, like, what I was trying to do was get boards. Like, it just, it like, you just win. You just win. I mean, it's it's nuts. All right, uh, let's move on to the sell-high targets. We kind of got to yeah. go through these guys quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, my first sell-high target is Pascal Siakam. Um, mm-hmm. Over the season so far, the Raptors haven't been playing well, and neither has Siakam. He's averaging 16 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal on 3.5 turnovers. For a guy that probably got taken in the second or third round in your draft, and he's more playing like a 6th to 8th round draft pick, um, he hasn't yeah. looked like himself since before the bubble. He's shooting 48% from field goal and 35% from three. And you know, like when Siakam was coming up in the league, Colin, he had his like signature yeah. spin move that he was using on everyone when he drives yeah. to the rim. People have yeah. figured that out. And like he, it's done something to him where he's like, he doesn't have a legit secondary move to uh, like go with when mm-hmm. they stop the spin and i have real questions if he can be the legit number one option on the raptors which he is and i think the raptors are yeah, asking to too much from him in terms of his playmaking when his playmaking isn't there yet and he's pretty inefficient yeah. against the good teams but he does well against the bad teams. so you know it's a little give and take and I actually listened to a podcast that's um, NBA-based that's done by um, four out of five guys are from Toronto. And they're mm-hmm. in an all-Toronto person fantasy league. And if this says anything about what they think about Pascal Siakam, he didn't get taken until 48th in their all-Toronto league. Oh, my God. And that's coming from people yeah. who are watching every Raptors game who have yeah. seen him 
come up and then be what he is now. Um, someone on Reddit called him Luke and Mute in OVO gear, <laughs> which I think was pretty funny. That's pretty good. And yeah. yeah, I would wait till he has like a good week stretch of games and try to get rid of him because I, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard yeah. to fix the problems he's having with right now mid season. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, why don't you give your other one and then mine? I'm just gonna rattle off and let's go like 30 seconds with mine. Just initial thoughts, like. Are they should they be so high guys? Because uh, the, just to preface, the three guys that I have are all guys that that very well could continue to perform at the level that they are, but at the moment they're all seem to be overperforming at least their their career averages. Um, so we'll, we'll just kind of do like a quick like yes no. Um, but your other guy because I, I know you I actually I think this is a, a really good guy to sell high. With. Okay, uh, my other sell high target is Mike Conley. Um, right now, he's averaging 21 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and only 2.5 turnovers a game. Um, he's sh- currently shooting 45% from 3 this season. And I see it really hard for him to continue that when he's around a career like 36% 3-point shooter. And also, Donovan Mitchell has been playing really poorly to start the season. Mitchell's only averaging 20 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, with 3.2 turnovers. And... While I do think Conley will put up better numbers than last year because he was hurt last year, I think if you could sell him for the right price, I would definitely try. Because once Donovan Mitchell gets this going, we'll see less of the ball in Mike Conley's hands, less of him scoring, assisting, rebounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I actually own Mike Conley in one of my leagues, and he, he kind of crapped the bed tonight with like five turnovers and shot not that well from the field so i'm i'm gonna look into to move in mike conley to see what i can get for him for sure Alrighty, um i'm just gonna read a name I'm, I'm gonna give you their their basic stat line really quick and you tell me if you think that you should sell this person hi all right first person on my list jalen brown right now averaging 27 and a half points 3.8 boards 3.2 assists two steals I would not sell Jalen Brown. I have Jalen Brown in one of my leagues. And I assume your reason for selling high is because you you know Kemba's coming back soon. But I think mm-hmm. Jalen Brown has established himself as the second option on the Celtics. And I think the Celtics know that too. And I think it would hurt them to take shots away from Jalen Brown and give them to Kemba. So I don't really see a yeah. downtick in his production that much. I I definitely actually agree with that. I saw this on Reddit, and like somebody's argument was exactly that that Kemba is going to come back, Brown's production is going to go down. But we didn't see this production out of Kemba at any point last season. So why on earth would you try to rework this system and take shots away from Jalen Brown? It's clearly working. Celtics are playing some really solid basketball. Um, don't change that. Alrighty, second guy on my list, Jeremy Grant. It moved from the Nuggets to the Pistons in the off season. Uh, so far through five games, 23 points a game, 1.1 assists, four boards, one block a game. Should you sell high? I would sell high on Jeremy Grant. You know, I think there's, I think he's going through a spell of like, you know, everyone's excited when a new season starts. He's on a new team with an increased role. But if that Mm -hmm. Pistons team 
actually does end up trading Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose, they're going to be horrendously bad. And I think we'll see, like, his numbers might go up, but his efficiency will go down the toilet. And if you could sell him now to get maybe a more consistent guy who maybe won't put up the points he is every night, but is giving you those constant stats all over the season, I would try and sell him. Yeah. And I actually messed up. I... He's averaging 5.6 boards a game this year, not 3.9, but 5.6. But, yeah, I, I think I agree a little bit. Um, I actually own Jeremy Grant. I think I'm going to hold on to him for another week to see if this is going to be a consistent thing or if he starts to digress a little bit, and then I'm, I might sell him. All right, last guy on my list. Um, this guy, surprisingly to me, it shocks me every single time, has never made an All-Star game. But on the season right now, he's averaging 28 points. assists, three boards, 1.6 steals. It's C.J. McCollum. What do you think? Should you sell high? I have had C.J. McCollum. uh, I've been playing points league fantasy basketball for like the past five years now, and I think I've had Mm -hmm. C.J. McCollum on two of my teams. And I think I I go in with the same mindset every year where it's like C.J. McCollum, you know, this is the year he steps up. He actually he pairs with Daywell and they go to the West. They win games, and he is putting up numbers now. Like he's putting up good numbers, but he's a guy I just don't really trust. You know, because he can, mm-hmm. like he can just go cold, and he'll he's not even cold for a game. He'll have stretches where for games where he is cold, and I I don't know. He's a guy I personally stayed away from in the draft because I just a question mark really and with how he's playing right now i would try to sell him because i don't think it's sustainable over a whole season fair enough fair enough interesting takes interesting takes all righty well that is going to wrap up what we have for this show um hopefully we're, we're if you if you're coming over from reddit and you've listened all the way through we really thank you um, I know we, we are trying to be really active in that community and just try to contribute with any take we have and not just keep it specific to this podcast. Um, we also do a show on Wednesdays. It's a little bit more lighthearted, less structured, where Noah and I just kind of have fun and, and talk basketball. But um, I just want to say we're welcoming the new year, 2021. Um, I know 2020 was tough, but Noah and I really appreciate anybody who's listening to this. This is a lot of fun for us. So just thank you from us shout out reddit gang if you're um if you're listening right now and you're from reddit you, you know um and if you ever have any questions just uh dm our reddit account it's bench underscore chatter underscore pod with any questions mm-hmm. you have honestly if you have questions about a player or a trade you want to make anything like that um dm it to us on reddit and you can hear me and colin talk about it on the podcast to help you out yeah definitely Definitely, and if you guys have suggestions for stuff you'd like to hear more from the show, um, definitely let us know because we are more than open to catering towards what people are looking for. Um, So, yeah, Um, with that, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you Wednesday. See you guys.